Opportunities, free advice, but not for cheap old gambling wheels, shaded deals. Leave me back here to my down the banner what am i doing here hello and good evening for this monday february the 5th 2024 star trek d space 9 season 7 episode 11 prodigal daughter is over and it has been since the year 1999 but we're just gonna party here like it's 1982 i don't know i'm kind of losing this this whole metaphor but uh i'm dave mater and we're just gonna start here on live login podcast for our live review of this episode some 25 years later a live stream here on facebook youtube and on twitch uh we got the live commenters of course we got sam with us and we got norman and some others but of course we have our panelists first and foremost perhaps the man on the station the bajoran worker himself the inimitable kevin millard also the man that's happy to see the opening is back yes yes it's back <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it was funny last week where you and Jeff were uh, in command of the station as I was over on Trivial Debates, and you were like, I don't know how to make this work. Let's just start. And The, uh, the funny thing is, is he said, okay, let's go. I'm like, okay. So I hit the button, and he goes, oh, wait, we're live? I thought there was going to be an opening. The funny thing is, so did I. But then I was like, wait, I have to do that. <laughs> one of you has to do it yeah like it's kind of yeah it doesn't have to be both but yeah um uh joining us uh as he did last week i think he came in partway through from some hotel room in some far off land he probably doesn't even remember where it's adam woodward with us hey guys i i came in late last week i'm in sudbury tonight i do know that but uh i i came in late last week and i thought that episode was gonna last like 20 minutes but we dragged it for an hour dave we kept it going no, you did. You, yeah, I'm glad you did. Um, you know, I, I tried to, I tried to, uh, you know, join you if I could have, if we, but Trivial Debates usually runs at least an hour and a half and you guys were done before I was. So, um, so yes, here we are um, to talk about the Prodigal Daughter, um, this episode that features the Esri Teigen family. Um, and uh, it's kind of a sequel to the episode with uh, uh Brian sort of going to uh, the Orion Syndicate. What was that episode called? Um, way back, what was that? Like last season, I don't, uh, it was last season. I don't remember um, the name of it. Yeah, it, it's um, the drab episode. Is it we did, we did not like it? It was the one where he be, goes undercover and it, it's basically yeah. Donnie Brasco, uh, the plot from that movie. Um, so this kind of but this is 
not from Donnie Brasco, this the sequel we get here in this episode. Um, so we're here to talk all about it, guys. Uh, I always like to go to Adam first because he's never seen these episodes before. Uh, tell us about your take on Prodigal Daughter, Adam. Okay, I, I trying to figure out how I was going to say this, but I, I, I found it very slow to start. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say about 35 minutes in, I, I started getting into the, the episode. I really like the fi- family dynamic. Um, but man, it was a Star Trek Enterprise ending. Just bang, we're over. It was kind of like a Star Trek Enterprise ending. Yeah, like I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but but yeah. before, I, before I finish, Dave, I'd, I'd love to know what your favorite gah would be. My favorite gah. Um, here, I well, I, I did, I did uh, ask Esri to uh, to list them off here. So let's let's have a listen. Your gah, Jedzia ordered it, each containing a different variety. I can remember what each one tastes like and the way they feel when you swallow them. Torgood gah, wiggles, fielding gah squirms, Mishigak jumps, whisting gah is packed in targ blood. <coughs> Are you all right? Yeah, I think the one packed in targ blood sounds like yeah. the most interesting. So, because you're mixing species together, I guess, or whatever. So uh, there's also one with beet. Remember, there's a. She says that what, in a later. Yeah, it's not in the same bit. Yeah, but uh, she says one. But I'm like, is it still a? Is it still a worm if it's got feet, or is it now some kind of other like uh, centipede? Centipede or millipede? Yeah. Yeah. It depends. Do they use the feet for walking? If they don't, then they're still a worm. I guess, but what did they use them for? <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe they're ornamental. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's all, there's all that. Yeah. Um, Honor among thieves. Kevin was the episode with O'Brien, oh, yeah. uh, where he infiltrated the uh, Orion Syndicate, and, and this is sort of the sequel to that. Um, okay. So uh, coming back to this um, 25 years later, um, I thought it was okay. I think that there's some really good acting and writing in this episode. Uh, in particular, from this guy who plays the the brother who um, uh, ends up being the guy or whatever. Like, there's a it's a murder story. Spoilers, by the way, if you don't want to know the plot of Prodigal Daughter. Um, but uh, it, you know, I thought he was pretty good. I thought that the, the actually the full family dynamic was good. Um, I wish you know this was a Jed Zia episode that could have happened years. Oh, I, I, I kind of would like an episode like this for almost every main character in Star Trek if they're on like a, the show for seven seasons or whatever, uh, as, as these guys were, because we get to know so little about some of these characters, you know, who they are, who their parents are, where they come from, what, what made them join Starfleet. Some we get tons of it uh, and some we don't get anything. You know? Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I think that some of the interesting episodes, even even back to Enterprise, when we met Malcolm's, you know, very staunchish, you know, English parents, you know, were were interesting, you know, or family and and next gen. I I do like the the, you don't need to see a, a, too much of them, but you, it, just seeing a little bit is enough. A little bit, yeah. Like not, I I don't need more than maybe one episode per character, and you could, you know, in the course of if you have seven main characters in your cast over your over your over a course of seven seasons. One of these, you know, in a season is is completely fine, I think, you know. Um, and uh, I'm trying to say, like, like, we got that one with Bashir where his parents came to the station. Um, you mentioned the one back in Star Trek The Next Generation where uh, family, where Picard goes to hang out with his brother and family. And Worf has got his uh, foster parents who come to the ship um, in that one. Yeah. 
obviously uh, Deanna Troy's mother. Um, yeah, but that, that, there's an example of too much mother. Too much. That's when we get too much. Um, uh, Data's father and, and Lore. So yeah. A lot of them did. You know, there was even Riker's father who came uh, to the ship at one point. Um, and you could even say, you know, in Picard, we, you know, you saw his mother and father. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, that was too I, much. I'm trying to think of who, which characters we never got enough of. I think Jed Zier is right up the top of my list. Oh, didn't uh, we saw Jordy's family, extended family as well? A little bit. We saw his parents, um, you know, and uh, he's mentioned sisters and things like that. His kids obviously are now in the uh, in the newer Star Treks. Um, but uh, yeah, Malcolm, you mentioned we met his parents. Paul's mother came in uh, in one episode of Enterprise. Cisco's father obviously featured heavily yeah. in the show. Um, so there, is, there are some pretty good examples of that, but uh, you know, Voyager less so because they were in the Delta Quadrant and they didn't have that option. Jim so, Kirk's brother, Sam, coming to us from Riza, Soraya Bay. Yeah, uh, it's Jody Simpson. Yes, I was uh, a little busy uh, setting course for intercourse. Jamaharan, you mean? It's. Uh, Okay, yeah, we don't want to get too uh, explicit here. He is proudly displaying his foregone. <laughs> he is. <laughs> well, J Jody, what are you saying? Are you he, looking to get he some? Seeks he seeks Jamaharan. He seeks <laughs> Jamaharan, right? So that's a noble thing, you know. Um, so, Jody, uh, we were just uh, talking about this episode, generally speaking, and saying that you know, I, I like, I like it, like that we get more backstory on the character of Ezri. And saying like you know that the episodes where we got some of these of the, our main Star Trek characters more filled in who they were, where they come from, Amok time, you know, for Spock when we got to go to the, meet his betrothed and uh, you know see some Vulcan rituals. Um, so uh, you know, would you agree with that, uh, or do you, do you not need these family episodes? And you know, just give me the action. You know what the problem is, with the exception of the family episode in Next Gen with Picard which I think was called family. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 every one of these family episodes that they do where it's like, you just give me the backstory of a character mm -hmm. uh, for the most part just is, I don't know. It just kind of draws away from what the show is. Like it's to me, it's like, okay, well I want my science fiction fill and I want some excitement and I want, you know, I don't mind knowing extra things about a character, but number one, I'm not a fan of the character to begin with. Uh, you know, no offense to the actress, but you know, it, Nicole it, Dubois. Yeah. I don't have anything wrong against her. Fellow I Canadian. Think, I, I think everything to do with her in this series is completely rushed. It, it was, you know, which I guess makes sense. Cause I think they probably didn't know that, you know, Terry wasn't going to stay till the end. So, Near the uh, end, like halfway through season six, they kind of knew this. Yeah, uh, was so they had happen. to kind of give us a story for the next one, right? So it's like, I guess so. Like we've talked about this before. Like, do they overuse Ezri in the season? I think that's almost undeniable. Yes, because, you 100%. know, uh, uh, she gets like three or four features, and Jedzir, the the predecessor Dax, who was on the show for six seasons, now, we 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 never met any of her family. Uh, no. her, her mother's mentioned briefly. Um, it, it almost feels like a filler episode in this scenario because of the fact that this is a fairly new character us and it's a character that isn't going to be around long like they already know that they were done at the end of the season anyway so why did they feel the need to give me a backstory on a character that only just showed up and well is gonna be gone in what 12 episodes 
Well, like devil's that. advocate here. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? Like the Dax character can go on, right? Like past Deep Space Nine. Absolutely. Uh, and I have no problem with that. And if it happened earlier, I guess, in the run of the sh- series, I think I would be more for it. It just it feels tacked on and it just feels like, oh, well, we need to have more episodes. So let's give an Ezra backstory. For me, it's it, they're really trying to push us to learn about this character in a very short amount of time that she hasn't she hasn't got the time to develop it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. Terry, Terry Farrell's character wasn't that great in the first season. Like it, it there wasn't a lot to do with her. Like yeah, they had a couple plot points, but it wasn't it wasn't great. But Harry Farrell, at, well, she, she, they had, she well, had Jadzia after after a couple seasons really kind of hit her stride, and then you know you cared about the character more, right? Well, they gave her that they gave her that episode that, that was just called Dax uh, in the yes. first season, where yeah. she goes on trial for something Curzon supposedly did, and then it turns yes. out he didn't, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, th- th- but I that think was, that was more to introduce us to the dynamic of the trill. Like more than anything, both it, it served both like, purposes. We learned more ways, right? About the yeah. trail that way, but less so. And I guess you know, um, like famously, Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, you know, was very plot driven in its early yes. seasons, and then they went to a character driven model um, in like the season basically three to three to seven in that show, and that kind of carried through to D Space Nine, Voyager, and uh, Enterprise for that matter. Um, yeah, like it, I, I don't mind having backstory with a character, but a character who's so late into the run of the show like why do i need that like it's i i get they were trying to give us as much as they could of her but like and the right well then we, we've talked about this too, and this isn't the, the only episode this season either like i think well i think it's if you can just look at this episode in a vacuum try to like evaluate mm-hmm. it in a vacuum like if, if it, like i think the one that comes later with like the joran stuff i think that's the one i dislike more than this one um, uh i would agree with you with that yeah you know like i didn't need that episode in the, in yeah, the middle that, that one's else. just a complete waste of time uh but this one's better for me i think that the, uh this just it's pretty emotional i think that you know they, what pisses me it. off the most about this episode is we hear throughout the episode about how Cisco is going to be really mad at O'Brien, but yet we never actually got to see that. I know he wanted his boot up his ass. That would have been, I would have loved to see just a 30 second scene where he shows up in, in, in in Cisco's office and Cisco just gives him that dirty dare look like he's got that he has. Right. So it's like, that would have been great, but we didn't get any of that. I know that that would have been good. Yeah. This this episode for me, is an episode about a bunch of characters that I don't care about. That is a sequel to an episode about a bunch of characters I don't care about. About a business I don't care about. It's nothing. It's nothing. There's so much going on in the station. I know they're trying to give Esri some, but like, come on, this, this is nothing. This is, this, I don't know any of these people. I will never see any of these people again. Yep. And like, no, nope. guess what, guys? I, I, I got a pitch for you because we find out that what's her brother's name? Norvo. He's going to jail for 30 years. 30 by years. The end of, yeah. By the end of, it's because it's been 30 years almost. We can have a sequel now where Norvo gets out of jail and Esri shows up to, to and none of us would care. None of us would care. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying to, to Kevin, we might get we might see this character again. No, but but right. hold on. But they put them with a bunch of characters I don't care about. <laughs> I mean Norvo. I met Norvo. 
Dave just wants an, a show with Norvo. That's I all. just want to show. Uh, uh, Jamil called him discount um, James Spader in our chat today. Um, kind of. <laughs> I think it would be amazing for Lower Decks to have him come out and be a villain, right? Yeah. Or like, just like, like have like have just like a throwaway scene where they go to like they go and look at some art and he's there, you know, presenting his new art that he got out from a, when he got out right. of jail or something like that. Would he's been... all strapped up like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's got like a paintbrush in his mouth and he's like, hello. I think we yeah. just came up with a lower decks episode pitch here. Mike McMahon, if you're listening. Well, it ain't that hard, but listen, I, I you know, like all that's true, Kevin. I kind of agree with you because that, that even the opening, like that seven minutes. Oh my goodness. Mm. It was it's Painful. a long opening. Yeah. 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 And, but, you know, again, for me, I mean, since we're watching, it, 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 then it got a little interesting. It did get a little interesting when the family dynamic happened and the you know, brother got drunk and destroyed his own paintings. Like, oh, this is, you know, blame your mom and dad for everything that ever happened to you, Pat. But, um, you know, I, 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 I started enjoying it more at that point. Okay, yeah, let's let's and go through so this. Much are, and so much Orion talk, but yet not one of them on screen. Not one Orion. Well, no, Orion don't Syndicate. Budget to make people green. Well, it's the Orion Syndicate. Yeah, they're not all Orions. That's uh, true. But, um, but yeah, we see basically one and guy. To, and to answer the question that came up earlier, yes, I do like Jedzia. I wouldn't call myself a massive fan, but I don't mind the character. Sam is a huge Jed Jediza fan. Jediza. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, so. Um, this episode starts off on the upper level of Quarks once again here with Kira, Odo, Ezri, and Bashir. This is how we started off like two episodes. Hold on, ago. hold on. But it was on the. This lower is level. an ensemble cast. It is. Where did these guys go? Well, they um, they, they they got their minutes in and they were done. <laughs> they did like yeah the intro, which was like seven minutes. Uh yeah they were they're in this uh of course I think this is around the time they said that um. Was it Nemesis or was it um, Insurrection had come around around this time? So Michael Dorn is absent from the show during these right. weeks. It was um, uh, Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah, it would have been um, Insurrection because this is 99. Yeah. And uh, so so that I think that's also part of the reason. They're like, why don't we go off and do another episode with Ezri? And they're like, oh, sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're talking yeah, that, about... That explains that. That screenshot right there explains... How my face was most of this episode. Oh, geez. Oh. Uh, that's Kira's, Kira's face. Anyway, they're talking about, oh, Ezra, your stuff's here. The gah. The gah that Jedzia had ordered for Martok's birthday. The one, and we already played the clip uh, with, the, with the one that's the slimy and everything else. But we see that Bashir looks preoccupied throughout this conversation. Uh, he's struggling. He he's looks a little off. Um, but, you know, they're talking about the gah and the worms. And we, you know, just re reiterating that Ezri is not so much into the Klingon stuff as her previous two hosts were. So, um, like like her ability to cry as an actress, mm -hmm. she also does not have the ability to show me that she's grossed out either. Uh, she was. I didn't buy it for a second. She was grossed out. Uh, yeah, what? she's like, I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, so, yeah. I just did a better acting job than she did in this episode. For that, all right. Well, they, well, we Bashir, they go, Hey, Bashir, what's wrong with you? He goes, Oh man, I'm just worried about Miles. Where is my buddy Miles? They're like, Are you worried about going on to the um, we're supposed the, to be going uh, to the Alamo? Yeah. The Alamo, right? <laughs> Give my regards to Santana. Give my regards to Santana. 
Um, you know, because uh, the other thing too is Esri wanted to flush the ga out the airlock, but environmental regulations prohibit it, guys. Um, wow. <laughs> so yeah, you can't be polluting space. You can't just environmental regulations. In space, you know? Environmental regulations. There, there has to be limits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they leave, uh, and and Kira and Oda are like they're so weird. Both of them are weird. These Starfleet types are weird, aren't These guys they? Guys are odd. Yeah, I think you got a point there. So um, we get a shot of the station with the uh, uh, one of these ugly Bajoran ships docking, um, and uh, and I guess it's 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 Bashir's waiting at the airport. He's waiting at the terminal for his good old buddy. I'm uh, surprised Brian. he wasn't holding a sign. Yeah, he's like, miles. you've come miles to come see me. <laughs> But Miles like ain't there. Miles is not only an episode of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> so Bashir looks a little um, taken aback. He doesn't know what to do. So he goes to Cisco and says, well, you know, he was, um, he, I think O'Brien's missing. And, and Cisco's like, he told me he was going to go visit his father. He goes, well, he never actually said that, you know. Um, you know, he kind of implied it, you know. Doctor, please. Doctor, please. One of my favorite lines in the episode. Uh, joining us once again. Look at who has shown up. Jeffrey's tube himself. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, that, there goes the fan theory of that me and Jeff are the same person. Yeah, that goes. Yeah. Oh, that was a fan theory? No, I'm <laughs> just making that up. Oh. <laughs> You're yeah. clearly the better looking of the two of us. Oh, smarter too. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I would go there. Uh, Jeff, we were just talking it's about the part. to say that, you know. <laughs> uh, did you what you? I'm assuming you saw the episode. And uh... yes, yes, I, it was a. You know what this episode was? This was Scooby Doo. <laughs> this was there was even a, a line in this episode where it's like i would have gotten away with it too and i'm like if it wasn't what? for you meddling kids yeah if it wasn't for you meddling irishman that's been beat up and esri that's doesn't know who she is and what's going on yeah yeah what's exactly. up with that never knows what the hell did you like when uh, cisco was mad at the beginning of the episode at bashir uh, for not telling about what O'Brien was up to? I don't think that's why he was mad at Bashir. He was just no, mad at Bashir because he's Bashir. Yeah. 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 Doctor, yeah. please. But, uh, I love I love the line after that when, he's, when uh, he says, can I ask what you're going to do about Miles? He goes, no. No. Get me no. my report. <laughs> just, no. uh, yeah. May I ask what you're going to do? No, you may not. And I want that report <laughs> on my desk within the hour. No, you may not. <laughs> they they might have the most. I I think it's unquestionable. They have the most contentious um, captain doctor relationship of all of the cast, and that's saying something oh, because Janeway sure. kills the doctor in Voyager yeah. <laughs> quite a few times. Yeah, yeah not just it's, once either. Like, yeah, and yeah. disregards his like individuality and like everything else. He's like, like you're a hologram. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, she's like, he's just a broken replicator. Leave it alone. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Cisco and Bashir, they never get along throughout this entire show. And anytime um, uh, Bashir messes up, Cisco lets him know it. Uh, so Jeff and Dave are not the same, correct? Uh, yeah. They are from the I want same a written report though. detailing everything you know about this woman, O'Brien's plan to find her, and everything else you neglected to mention to me. Nice. <laughs> and everything oh, else. Wait, wait, wait. To On my desk, like now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm confused though. Why is this why is this Bashir's responsibility? Because Bashir 
brought it to him. He's just taking the brunt of it. Yeah, he's but the she, messenger. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it, it, it's not his fault he didn't show up. Well, yeah, he knew, knew about and, it. He knew about it. Did tell his captain, and yeah. that's. But but like at the same time, so neither of them are surprised by this. Like Cisco no. knows that. Like yeah, I, I know why you didn't tell because you and I don't talk. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like we don't really have a trust relationship. Wow, do we? This is what, like the, f- this is turning into the Brady Bunch. You know, when we got on oh here at eight, God. it was just Kevin and I. Here's like, a story. A cool guy named Jamil. Yeah. Thank you, Jody. I, okay. I'm, you know I'm I always, have love for you, buddy. You you know I had to come for the the Norvo, the young Norvo. James Spader. Yeah, discount James Spader. Discount James Spader. <laughs> um, so uh, it's mentioned that that O'Brien is in the new Sydney system or something like that, and that's apparently where Ezri's family comes from. So what what better? Can you call up your family and uh, and find what's going on? You know, Cisco comes comes to her with this um thing like hey o'brien's missing he's not a detective that was my other favorite little quote he's not a detective he's an engineer he is my chief engineer and now he's missing (laughs) and i want him back and i want him back (laughs) yeah but to his credit like yeah he's the chief engineer but he doesn't spend a lot of time in engineering (laughs) he delegates we never even see engineering rob does supposed to work they don't really have an engineering on ds9 i don't think they do on the Defiant, but yeah. Yeah, on the Defiant. The breach. Do, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so they get Ezri. Can you call up your family? Apparently, we find out Ezri comes from a rich family uh, in, in the, where they come from. Um, Convenient. And I guess the Trill do have commerce in their time. Uh, so she calls up her mother. Um, I, I liked her. whoever played her mother. Uh, I thought she was she was good. Uh, Lee Taylor Young, I think, was uh, her name. Um, she's from... I don't know, a bunch of picket fences and a few other things. Um, oh, that's where I know her from. Okay. Picket fences. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to figure um, out where I knew her from. Yeah. So, she, you know, she, they write her very, I don't know, like th- this This is the, the overbearing mother, I guess, is what you put her, you know. Um, uh, the other thing that Ezri said, last time I tried to call my mother was right after I'd been joined, you know, and it was kind of awkward. Um, where's that one? Hi, mom. It's me, Curzon. Right. Um, and so she says, come on home. Now, later on, still, well, they'll criticize that apparently Ezri used to have long hair. Now she cut it short. But this is not brought up on this video call. Um, that's with her mother. So uh, she's she's off to see her family. And it's a, it seems a little off. And that is our teaser. It is a long teaser, as, as Adam has mentioned. It's about seven or eight minutes. We didn't even call it a teaser at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's got to like... It literally told did part they, of the story like, did they did they forget to play the, play the credits? Because I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Anytime, guys. You bring those credits up. Well, I guess we did need the scene at the beginning where they're talking about Ga, like in order to uh, to set up this episode at all, right? All I so. can tell you guys is I very rarely watch the opening credits for DS9 because I've heard it so many bloody times. Oh, and I it's like, it. but but you know what? This time I did because I just needed to like cleanse <laughs> my mind for a couple minutes. Yeah. You needed a break. Yeah. Right. Da, 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 da. Prodigal daughter. Uh, oh yeah. So Bashir hooks up Ezri with some um, the space sickness medicine uh, on the way out. You know, because she gets space sick because she's an astronaut again. Remember, but this has only been since she joined. This makes perfect oh. sense. Joined Star. I was kind of surprised actually that that Cisco didn't send somebody along with her. Yeah. yeah. Because you know he's very happy to send out like non Starfleet people all the time. Right. Well, he I'm was surprised quite... that Defiant wasn't going out with a with a. <laughs> 
you no, notice how you notice how Odo was never an option. He <laughs> should be because he just didn't want anyone killed. O'Brien is not a um, O'Brien is not a detective. Was what was hey, his quote? But O'Brien is a survivor. Yes, that is what and, O'Brien is. And people die standing next to Odo. So it's true. <laughs> He's not that a detective. He's not a detective. Uh, he, boy, he's a magnet for random fire. But yeah. he, he, don't they get time off? And what does he want? If he wants to spend his you know vacation doing that, so what? Exactly. Like if he wanted to do something dangerous, he's allowed to. I, I think it's the fact that he didn't come back when he was scheduled to come back, yeah. and yeah. then you find out that's not where he is. He's somewhere else, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. And you I'm annoy sure. you annoy Cisco when he's got to you know do something about it. Like, like right now. He's sitting in his office listening to some fucking music, watching a baseball game, and then comes Bashir. Uh, Miles is missing. And it's just going to just murder him at that point. He's like, No, no, wait, wait. Kevin, he's going to murder him. Yeah, murder. <laughs> I might have proved she was murdered. Murdered. Like, someone might get upset if I don't come back from Riza in time. Right. But so, to be fair, the vacation was probably approved based upon what Cisco thought he was going to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now it looks like Ezri. Do you I think they have to document everything they're going to do? Well, if it's outside of the season for him like, to go on vacation, like, like imagine if, like, uh, you know, you know, you have to do like a log for what you're going to do on your vacation. And like Riker fills his out. He's like, I'm going to rise. I'm going to bang some chicks. It's going to be great. You know, like that kind of thing. Like that would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Esri heads to the <laughs> planet, the planet she lives on, Sephora 7. Or, yeah, I think it's a 7. Sephora 7, uh, which is a mining colony. Um, we get some of these old school matte paintings, guys, with a couple uh, animated figures. Um, kind of an interesting looking exterior. Anyway. Uh, and then she enters the home. I also want to give credit to the writers, uh, Bradley Thompson, David Weddle, who I, I do like as a writing team uh, on this show, and uh, Victor Lobel as the director. Uh, looking around the home, uh, we get we first get to meet Norvo, who's uh, after Ezri met, sees the painting, gives her a big hub, calls her Z. Um, you know, uh, Ezri. Uh, it seems like you call her Re, but he calls her Z. Um, and, uh, you know, J discount James Spader, as mentioned. Oh, my God. I see it now, Jamil. I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's, definitely got, he's definitely got the Spader vibe, for sure. It's uh, Kevin Rahm. Um, James Spader's younger brother. He's not his brother. He is, uh, but he's from shows like Desperate Housewives, Mad Men, and Judgy Namey. Uh, Reno 911, um, I think, also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And he's, he's oh, really? my, okay. I'd say he's my favorite thing in this episode just his performance uh i think oh he he's did. good yeah he's good he's, he's good um you wait, know, wait, wait, wait. james spader would never smile that much yeah. no the only <laughs> time he ever smiled was when he was on the office yeah he's usually brooding all the time so or if someone got hurt and he's just thinking about it that's true <laughs> right other people's pain make him yes yeah. or his, paint, his paintings uh don't make him smile uh his mother has put up the painting in the living room i guess and his mother he doesn't like this because he doesn't like his work he doesn't feel good about his himself as an artist guys uh, this well, is a big point of the episode that was more his mom has berated him so much about his work and then to put it up on display yeah that's where the pain comes from yeah, and I, you, yeah, you were showcasing the brother who did not get the acting genes 
um, of the two. Yes. Let's meet the other brother, Janelle, uh, the older brother. He less less of a good performance, I would say. Very wooded. Um, <laughs> Uh, this guy, uh, but, discount uh, discount David to come. So I'm not gonna lie. When he first walks in, it didn't occur to me that what he was holding was like a hard a, hat. A hard hat. And for a second there, I thought it was a volleyball. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Or <laughs> he, how much actually is, looks, he actually looks like he's gonna give her a lap dance. Yeah, he's got yeah. a boner. He's trying to hide it. <laughs> oh jeez, boner for his sister. Uh oh, he yeah. was like um. He hey, keep it in the of... pants. Keep it in the family. Thank she God it parents. wasn't water polo, Jody. She's Dax now. <laughs> yeah, she's Esri Dax now. Uh, he doesn't like her hair. It's too short. But they give her a hug, and um, yeah. So we get to we get a, a feel for these three siblings uh, in this episode: uh, the two brothers and the youngest sister. Being and two of them look like they could be siblings. One of them definitely doesn't look like the other two. <laughs> oh, wh- who's that? Which one doesn't? Uh, well, you have the two that look pretty close on the screen right now oh these two you think these two yeah uh, they they match pretty good but right. and like, in terms of personality too yeah yeah personality the older brother you know he plays it like you know i'm the good son i'm the loyal son to the mother uh that's how he's written more than he plays but at this it. point yeah. you already you, know if there's going to be some sort of issue with one of the brothers it's that one what but that's, that's the one that's, that's going to cause the shit that's the misdirect of the episode. You think it's going to be the well, this brother? Technically, yeah. it's his fault in the beginning. It is yes. his fault, but he didn't murder day. anybody. He didn't murder you anybody. Know. No. Um. So. Um. Anyway, we'll, we'll find out. It's the the, the nice brother. The well, it has to be brother. the brother that she's more closer with, right? Like right. that's pretty much always um, how it happens. Yeah. Was that obvious back in 1999 when you watched this, or is it? I don't uh, remember. Okay. Anybody? Um. No, I don't I, remember. <laughs> Yeah, it has to go somewhere. But anyway, um, what is it they're looking at here? Oh, yeah, they're looking at the bills or something. They're talking about mother. Mother's coming. Uh, and then her mom comes in. Um, and it, there's some, t- her mother, her presence looms large. She's a force of nature, they say. Um, she doesn't like her I hair. I hate your hair. I, I hate, hate your hair. hair. Give me a hug. Um, good to have you on here. Um, hey, how would you get working on some mining drills or something, kid? She says to. J- yeah, I want my quarter end reports. And where and where are my yeah, my my Q three reports? Well, they got a business to run. Yeah. Right, I get it. She's like you two can't enjoy seeing your sister. Get back to work. They're running yeah. around this nice, gorgeous house with a fire pit in the living room for some reason, and <laughs> and like you know, he's enjoying all the creature comforts of what this lifestyle is giving him. He needs to do the work. I guess so. Yeah. Um, you know, in this post-capitalist society, uh, it's, they got to keep it going here. And so they're the fifth biggest dilithium family or sixth biggest now in just the sector. The fifth I don't know. now, I think. I, yeah. The Was fifth. The, or, they no, the, were the, the fifth. They were in the they were, oh, Now they're the sixth. You're right. Yeah, now they're the sixth. Frangie knocked them out. That's right. Uh, and, Those uh, damn Frangie. Yeah. Anyway, so... The, I don't know the brothers. They have a dinner later on that evening. Uh, like, look at that house. That's yeah. nice amazing. House. It's a great view. And that asshole is still dragging his ass on those uh, <laughs> on those quarterly reports. Yeah, he's not getting his job done now. Remember, he murdered somebody six weeks ago. Well, he murdered yeah. somebody. Moited. Moited. Yeah. He moited. <laughs> but yeah, as we starts talking about her being joined, and her brothers are very interested in this, uh, whereas her mother is not so interested in this. She says, "What about that guy you were dating on the ship? You know, the ship she used to serve on, whatever that was called. I think it was the 
Republic. Um, yeah, and she, something like that. She's like, what about that guy you used to date? And she's like, well, he reminds me of my son, uh, referring to her one of her previous hosts. Um, you know, and so she's like, well, oh, and she also didn't like that she was Esri Dax now, was the other thing, instead of Esri Tegan. She's like, like, like she was annoyed. Like, you know. Well, yeah. this is like Space Dynasty. Like, that's literally what this is, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it's, it's, it's kind like of Space like Dallas, see, maybe. You see a lot of people who start businesses, and then they're like, this is a family business and make right. their kids go into it. You see yes. it all the yeah. time, yeah. right? Yeah. This is like succession. These guys started uh, as slave labor. Right. Yeah. But then but then she went and like joined the, like a, a different royal family because she has the like she has the symbiote now. So she's yeah. like part of yeah. the Dax lineage now. So they're like, what do you do? Don't don't it give like producers that. ideas. They're like, wait. It is like Dallas in space. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you right now, I am on board for a Dallas in space. Yeah. Uh, I will watch the shit out of that. JR comes out of the sonic shower. <laughs> well, the, the other thing we found we found out was that you know Esri kind of was already a rebel with the family. She had joined Starfleet, and I'm I'm sure her mother wanted her to go into the family business, and she didn't. That was before she was joined to Dax. Um, so it's you know, I think that there's been this tension before, and they're just kind of revisiting. She hadn't been home in three years, and she's only what like 20 something, right? So um, she's like it's been a while. Uh, she says at one point in the episode, I, all I thought I just thought every day about how to get out of this house, right? So she's she, yeah, yeah, she she wanted nothing to do with so this. She's people, every really. teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby was the one in the shower. And then these guys are going like, you know, you all think she escaped. I'm jealous as hell. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Then she goes to visit her brother Norvo uh in his quarters, which are all messy, you know. Uh got all his art pieces around. Uh, he says they're all terrible and amateurish and whatever. And she's like, when did you become such like a self-loather? And she's like, he had framed, I guess, his rejection letter from the Andorian art school. Which he uh, framed the multi-purpose device that he can view various things on <laughs> with just that one screen. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. But anyway. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I do they not have receipt printers in the future? No. Oh, no, okay. don't got I, I appreciate the messy room because a lot of times in Star Trek, everything is just so sterilized. Oh, yeah. and... So sterile and perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, not Norvo. He likes to drink. He likes his Saurian brandy and he pours one up for uh, for Esri. Um, we'll find out he'll he'll pound the bottle pretty hard after this. Uh, you know, but they have <laughs> a drink uh, together. Um but he he doesn't look like an alcoholic. That that, that would be my other critique of this. Um, just how he how he. What does an alcoholic her. look like, Dave? Not like they don't have they don't have nice skin. Um, <laughs> like, well, they do like in the guy. beginning. Well, yeah, like maybe, maybe he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's only a been an new. alcoholic for six weeks. <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe it's a new thing. I don't uh, know. Ever since he mordered somebody. <laughs> the mordor. Ever since the mordor. turned to the drink, he did. Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> so good. anything else to say about this conversation between Norvo and no. Esri? No. Uh, in this still, he kind of looks like Jeremy London from uh, Mara. <laughs> oh my god, he does. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> this review's got off the rails. Okay, so. <laughs> well, we're 40 minutes in and we're only like, what, 20 minutes into the episode? 
Uh, yeah. Well, we can get through this this plot. The artwork is something else. Go back a slide. I mean, it's really. I noticed that in this episode. I'm like, oh, did they? Did they? You know, they didn't have much budget for anything else in this episode, but they were like, you know what? Let you know what? We'll pay the uh the graphic. I think they spent their budget on. It's this. like a map painting. I, I totally agree with Jeff. I'd love to live in this house. This is yeah, this house looks amazing. I would love to see this planet and get more like exterior visuals. I'm not totally sure how earthquake proof it is, but or that? the view sort of sucks. But man, it's a nice looking place. Where was this when they were showing Ferenginar? It was like a blurry mess when <laughs> it they would dark. show. It yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the sun doesn't shine very often in Ferenginar. Uh, but yeah, like more of the like this is the old style of when TNG would do, which is like a matte painting, and then they add a few like moving elements to it to yeah. give it more life. But um, yeah, like that one scene, scene on, uh, I can't remember which home world it is, but they use the same one over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, they've done that a lot. Yeah, anyway, so uh, Esri goes to see her mom, and she's like, look what your brother did last night. He got drunk and pounded the Saurian brandy, and look, and he did he defaced his, my, my favorite painting he made of me. Which I Esri, think he improved it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> you buy that? Look at uh, him. He sure. looks so happy running around in the mountains. Yeah, and her mom's like, you think this is funny? Yes. You know, she's like, I think it's funny. You think he did because this because of me. Um, and her mom's not happy she's home. Do you think they purposely uh, did her hair like that to look kind of like a crown? Uh, or like Jadzia? Or like yeah. Jadzia, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like, the, yeah. I, I kept thinking about Jadzia the whole episode. So I, I was like, yeah. I didn't until just now. But hmm. uh, yeah. But it's this is like now, okay, let's blame mom for everything. And, the, you know, you held back the kids and you know, my brother could have been so much more. And, you know, boy. Yeah. And there's no mention of their father. Like, uh, what you know, he's presumably died or something, but like he's not. They should have not... called this episode Teenage Dirtbag. That would have been <laughs> better. Is Norvo the Teenage Dirtbag? I don't even know which one is the Dirtbag. I think Ezri might be the Dirtbag, too. So, Brian. It's O'Brien. It O'Brien? Well, speaking, of, speaking of which, O'Brien comes in because uh, Ezri's mom talked to the police. She's got she's rich, so she's got some connections with the cops on New she's City. She's pulling a lot of favors, Dave. Apparently, yeah. Another um, another example of O'Brien must suffer. O'Brien suffers. Yeah, yeah. He, he really is the kicking bag of this series. Why? Why did the police punch him? I, I, I'm still like, ah for fun. They're like, did they, they're like the Nosigans mostly beat him up, but they're like the one on the jaws ours. We totally. They're probably the looking work. to do a murder. Moiter. He caused him paperwork, and that's why he needed to suffer more. And she's like, "Whatever." Uh, yeah, why are Nor you here? Norman in the chat brings up a very good point. Why? Why is O'Brien always in prison? Mm. He's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa there! He's yeah. He looks I like don't he want is. bomb threats his, today. His, Thank you. When he when he plays um uh, uh when he's in prison and stuff, his Irish accent gets so it gets yeah. thicker. They do it, they it, do thicken it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's in what I prison. Yeah. Uh, it was my friend, and I moitered him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's got like he looks like a different guy here. He looks like he's got like tobacco stuck in his lip, <laughs> yeah. like a fat lip he's got going on. My favorite is though next scene, face is totally fine. Like, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's because he had a shower. Yeah, the shower is gonna get rid of bruises. Kevin, and we all know that. Well, presumably he used a dermal <laughs> regenerator or something. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, um, they live in the age of that. That's not shown or anything like that. Anyway, but we find out why he's here. He was looking for um, Bilby's wife. Remember Bilby from Honor Among Thieves? Yes. Unfortunately. Well, she was. She was. She was. She was um, 
did O'Brien like promise to protect her or something like that? Yes. Okay. Yes, he did. So, you know, and they're like, well, he, she was, she's dead. She was thrown in the river. And he goes, well, lots of people go into that. The police guy. <laughs> lots like, of people get thrown into the river. Yeah. Do you think they were all murdered? He's like, well, maybe they were, you know? Um, I don't know. I would be concerned about that. Maybe you guys need to like reevaluate. Maybe put some guardrails <laughs> in. Maybe, maybe do some investigating as to why yeah, there are dozens of bodies. Maybe figure out why there's so many bodies. <laughs> no, O'Brien knows. The cause of death was the Orion Syndicate. The cause of death was the Orion Syndicate. I don't know. It's probably something else. Uh, my, my other favorite line from him was She accidentally hit herself in the head and accidentally threw herself in the river, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's no guardrails, that's very possible. <laughs> so she accidentally hit herself in the head. So we get a little bit more sense of like how she died. Um, you know, he, he so he's telling Ezri, this is after the shower and the meal and dermal regenerator and a fresh pair of clothes, I might add. Um, uh, you know, but uh but Ezri's mom shows up and says, No, I need you to be put to work. My drill is not working, and you know how to fix it. And that meal's not free. Uh earn your keep. Earn your keep around here. You know, uh, can you help fix it? Uh which uh What's his name? Janelle, the other son, does not want to do. Uh, but uh, O'Brien's happy to get to some work. He's always uh, looking for, for a little more to do. Something I, I know. Great. I have a shower and I'm not in prison. Yeah. And uh, something that he said he, he could fix. Something he knew, knew what to do. With, I, right? I can go. I can fix something. I can. I know how to solve this this particular mystery at the moment. So let's go. Um, so anyway, Esri goes to see Norvo. And Norvo has destroyed his room and, he, you know, quite violently, I might add her. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, as a trained therapist and counselor, mm. there's some signs here. What is it? Did you see her great therapist skills on display last episode, Dave? Which she was like, <laughs> you take... What, what's the guy in the hologram? What's his name again? Uh, Vic. 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 He's like, Vic, Vic Fontaine. Fontaine, you got this. You know, <laughs> yeah. that was that. And then she went. And then. And Hi there, Pally. Hi, Pally. Yeah. At one point, she even goes, I don't even want to know what you're doing. It's obviously going to work. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me your secrets. It's, you know, it's proprietary. You're, you're clearly more competent than you, I am. You have, um, you know, uh, doctor patient confidentiality now. I'm passing it on to you. Uh, so it's all good. <laughs> Norman was, says that uh, uh, <laughs> O'Brien was handcuffed for wearing that shirt. shirt. I, I think that's fair. That's yeah, I think that is a fair assumption. I didn't, I didn't watch uh, our the last review for the last episode. Was Davin extremely angry about the, the blatant use of AI to solve problems? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Only if it was taking jobs from real artists. Which well, I guess like Esri? Like Esri. Yeah. Taking her taking jobs. jobs from a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, she, but she gave it up very easily. Yeah, I wonder that's how you're going to feel about that Exocomp episode from Next Gen. Um, what about that episode? Well, they're they're taking the jobs. They are doing the jobs. Yeah, machines taking the jobs. Look, Vic only appears when he wants to. Okay, he's like Santa. Right. Yeah. Vic Fontaine. Hey, it's good to see you. Pally. 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 Uh. Anyway, Brian's looking at the drill. He goes, "You think you have a Type J, but this is a Type L or whatever in like the machine in the drill. So, but it's mislabeled." He goes. Uh, it's probably something else here. Okay, I'm calling bullshit on this one. We live in a in a world with like 
you know, thermal regenerator or dermal regeneration and all this crap. And you're telling me that they can't get the labels right on a fucking fuse. Well, we find out it was mislabeled on purpose by the Orion oh, as a form of sabotage. That makes more um, sense. He goes, I know it's, it's, it's definitely a type L, but it looks like a type J or whatever. The computers um, are smart enough to be <laughs> Yes, I agree. Well, I mean, it should be smart enough that when you put in the fuse and it's wrong, it would be like, nope, that's the wrong fuse, bitch. Like, my, my printer won't did. even print if my ink's too low. It shut it down, like, dude. It, it shut down. But it didn't say <laughs> wrong it fuse. It should have just said wrong fuse. Okay, but then this guy shows up, the Orion Syndicate guy, who's clearly shifty as hell. <laughs> like, couldn't be more shifty. You know? I need to call Always, when you're doing the diamonds with the hand, yeah, that's it. like it's this, over. Yeah, like this guy. Yes, a yes it is. Yes. I needed yeah. I needed close up on his eyes for him to start looking around shiftily and a little mustache or a little twirl. <laughs> that was the only yeah. thing missing. Yeah. And the way he talks and everything else. And a bride's just like, oh, oh, this guy's a gangster. I know because I was undercover. I was Donnie Brasco, remember? Um, this is the sequel to that episode. I love the hard hats too. That, that was also maybe um something different you don't see in star trek too much is hard hats um but yeah. <laughs> they got like kid ones they should have got bigger ones right Brian. hard hard hat technology not changed not <laughs> changed <all>. no <laughs> you think they'd have like protective suits or something or you or know a, or a, like a like a, a force field that goes around your <laughs> too expensive instead of just a piece of plastic <laughs> too too expensive can't afford that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, gives a, gives a way out. but then after O'Brien leaves, Janelle and this guy have a conversation, talk about Maria Bilby, and that she basically saying that he's looking here for Bilby, and then so we're kind of led to believe that oh, Janelle already knows who Bilby is, right? So he's you know is and Janelle knows the Orion Syndicate guy too. Again, another part of this misdirect. So then and then so the Orion Syndicate guy says to Janelle, "Get rid of O'Brien and your sister. They need to get out of here. This is getting too hot." And so that's basically what he does, does in the next scene. He tells O'Brien like, "Hey." you like your coffee he's like yep he's like well maybe you should go home take esri with you see you later you know <laughs> and we know he's kind of the jerk brother anyway but uh esri comes in and goes hey you're, i think your brother wants us to go she's like he's under stress don't worry about him um you know yeah. and uh and then they start talking we're talking about the maria bilby he's like oh yeah this orion syndicate guy came by i can't prove he's an orion syndicate guy um but i think he was and it's just a feeling you know, um, but they, they basically they come to the conclusion that they should look into the into the, the financial records of the company to see if they can give them any clues, because there's more than her brother's not telling her is what O'Brien's feeling is here. He also has to accept uh, Esri as his superior officer because she's a lieutenant junior grade and he's only a chief. So um, that's how it goes. Oh. That quick scene here where Norval goes to talk to the mom in the hard hats, uh, where he because Ezri was trying to get him to leave and get away from their mother and go on this vacation. And his her mother, his mother's like, Why would you need to go on a vacation? A vacation from what? Yeah, where's my Q3 report? You know? Well, let's be honest, this guy is clearly incompetent. He still hasn't done the damn report. He uh, looks very young been, here, too. Yeah. I want to spend time with Esri. You're spending time with her now. Yeah, you're spending time. With that, 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 that. Like there is some parts of the dialogue. I, why don't I you? Like. Why don't you two go upstairs and get that damn quarterly report done? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised the mom didn't have Esri. You know, work as well. She's the only one who gets to lay about. Right. Pretty much. You know. Uh, then Janelle comes by. Um, 
trying to remember. Was oh yeah, this is, I don't know. They're looking through the financial records, and as he says, I know I didn't why I didn't go into the financial business, but this is maybe my next favorite thing in the episode, guys, is when O'Brien's looking through the records, and then he looks up at Esri, and there's always like still it still hits me, you know, where he's just like, what the hell's going on here? Did you know about this? You know, and how accusatory he is. Um, you know, what's going on here? Did you come here to find me or to prevent me finding out the truth? Dun, you come dun, here to dun. find me or to prevent me from, you know, not a very nice thing to say. To be um, fair, he does not know this woman. He knows Dax, but does not know this woman. But he knows Dax. Why would Dax lie to him? Yeah, but, but, it's, the, but it's 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 Dax adjacent. It's it's not necessarily all Jack uh, Dax. Well, it's Esri Dax, but uh, it's Esri. Yeah. Esri element could be shifty. Well, maybe I I, I could accept that. Um, but he's known. He knows Esri too. It's not like he just met her. He's known her a little while, uh, and he knows da he has more backstory with Dax. Who he know for years? Yeah, but so. he doesn't know any of her backstory until this episode. True, um, <laughs> and uh, I just Dave, I just love how you're like, well, because of this. Okay, true. You just immediately <laughs> just back down. Anyway, Esri, Esri says it wasn't me. You gotta believe me, and he kind of seems to. But he's like, someone in your family is a suspect in this murder, Moiter. So Moiter. we gotta get to you know. And we find out that she was on the payroll, Maria, uh, Bill B's wife. Uh, she was making a lot of money as a, a consultant or something. Uh, up to, what, 12 bars of latinum a week? Is that what we're told? No, I think uh, she went up, was to, up 20, to 30. Right? Oh, 30. 30, yeah. 30. That seems like a lot. That's a lot of latinum. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, about this that I did like is we find out that the Orion Syndicate takes care of the families even after they kill their operatives. So what you're saying is the Orion Syndicate is better than the U.S. government in terms of looking yeah. after veterans and their widows? I'd imagine Certainly. every syndicate is better than the U.S. <laughs> well, government. But, okay, and we find out how they did this, right? Because I guess the next scene is is the confrontation, right? Between, um, it, it, you know, where O'Brien goes to see them and they're talking about Maria Bilby and um, what happened to her. Uh, Norva's in the corner quiet, but it's mostly an argument between Janelle and the mother. Um, you know, and he, he Janelle explains that um, that the war uh, hurt them, that the Jemadar attacked a shipment or something, and that they were financially hurt. Uh, the Ferengi came into the picture and knocked them out of fifth place, that they were struggling uh, with cash flow problems, and the Orion Syndicate offered them an out, and they took it. He took it. Um, and then the, 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 the favor the Orion Syndicate wanted back was that you need to take care of Bilby's wife, right? That you're, you are, you know, and apparently. She wanted to live a very luxurious lifestyle, even though I'm I would believe she's human. She can go to Earth and live in a post scarcity world. And why why does she want money? Is my my big question. Um, to, to spend but, it to own what? Um, you know, I think like the pro the fa the problem for me too is like we never meet the wife. We never meet this woman who gets murdered, but. Lord. Uh, Moiter, uh, but um, you know, I think I think we kind of did need that. Although, what from what we're told here is that she was just like she was angry at her her husband for getting killed and all these other things, and I don't know what, who she was, but she didn't deserve to die. I um, wanted the mom to actually be like part of the Orion Syndicate. That would have been better, right? But they so they 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 all think it's Janelle. Janelle like killed her to cover this up because she kept asking for more and more money. Right. And as the argument is going on, um, 
you know, uh, Norvo's pipes up and says, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. And then Ezri kind of like, I don't know, eventually looks over to him. Man, there's a lot of looks here. Um, and, then, and then she looks at Norvo and she kind of figures out that it was Norvo. Who was kind of... Look at that insane look on his face. <laughs> he would make a perfect Lower Decks villain after this. Yeah. Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got like that weird Joker thing going on. Um, yeah, and then when Ezri kind of confronts Norvo, and then the mother looks over, I think that there's there's some good acting here, guys. Like, I think that the scene kind of works. For yes, um, four, I would say it? two out of four of them can act. <laughs> I would say three, but that's a, three. Three out of four. Three um, is pushing it. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so they're going through, and I, you know. I I I I bought Ezri's performance here. I thought I you know um, or Nicole Dubois. I, I got I was, confused. I was like, am I watching like an episode of Law and Order all of a sudden? Like I was, you know, it like felt like a Law and Order. Thing. It did feel like a Law and Order ending for sure. Like absolutely. Um, you know where suddenly it's always like at the end of the Law and Order episode where like the truth finally comes out. Yeah, like so, you know, um, or like or, even CSI. Yeah, like you learn yeah. in the last like three minutes what's going right. on. And maybe that's why I like this episode because I do like Law and Order and it felt like a Law and Order episode. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a bit of that going on here. Yeah, anyway, they're all sad. Uh, they take Norvo away. Um, you know, <laughs> Is he going to get beat up too? <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably see O'Brien again though. No. Yeah, the mother's yelling after him as he's going out. Did you get those reports done? <laughs> Did you even get that report done? Where's that Q3 financials? I need that. Honestly, they she, should call, she calls him up at like at the jail. <laughs> Do you have the Q3 report or what? <laughs> like, they should they should have ended this episode with just O'Brien being thrown in Norvo's uh, cell and just, and just O'Brien go, damn it! Like. Um, That's the board next episode, or 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 O'Brien goes back to the station. Cisco has it out with him, and then his punishment is to go back again. <laughs> yeah, he's got to go into the cell. Yeah, we, now we need you to get more information. Did you like when uh, Ezri told Janelle to like get out of here, stop doing stuff for mom, and go make your own life? Yeah, screw mm. the mom over. Yeah, screw mom. She ruined Norvo. It's it's her fault that Norvo did this. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's for totally the record, it's fault. not. Um, but in my opinion, it's not her mother's fault. She, she, she the mother kind of even asked Ezri in this scene, like, "Yeah, well, was this my fault?" And Ezri kind of goes, "Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much." You know, well, well, she doesn't say it, but it's implied. She, she's yeah. not she's not directly responsible, but she is kind of. She didn't help the situation. She didn't help the situation. You know, Norvo is growing up. He can get away from his mother if he wants to. You know, he's he been have... emotionally abused. Dude. Yeah, well, he, he's been I... getting away from that third quarterly report for a while now. Apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. he knows know, how he to had... stay away from stuff. I guess it, it comes down to what's personal responsibility and what's been sort of like conditioning and gaslighting and and how much uh, you know does the action of the individual matter or not or choice matter but anyway Ezri says nothing to her mother she's like I'm staying for the trial and then I'm out of here see you later see you never I think this episode is like (laughs) a lot more relatable in like our day and age than that it probably was when it aired you know I liked it better this time than I did 30 years ago or whatever yeah it's more relatable now because like it makes more sense that like like the generations have like 
like we've gone through 25 30 years now where everyone's kind of like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense like but like back then i think a lot of people were like what is this episode stupid esri stupid, you know <laughs> you know stupid so, esri. So, jeff what you're saying then is that you're you know you're finding ways to blame your parents for stuff and you're worried about your kids blaming you for stuff well i think i think that's and jeff still hasn't submitted the quarterly report well no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah but yeah, I see. I like. I I don't even mean that, but like, I just mean like, uh, like the way I think now that like uh, the boomers are older and a lot of the millennials are looking back uh, at uh, like yeah their upbringing. And I think it's a lot more like, oh okay, I see. Like so, you know, some people I think are raised in that way where they look back at their parents and go, oh, you know, they were more worried about themselves or whatever. Uh, and it screws people up sometimes, you know. I think that's kind of the idea. But at the time, I'm sure I would have watched this episode. When I was like, I only would have been ten, uh, but I would have been like, this is a stupid Ezra episode. I don't care. You know? I didn't love it at the time, but I, like I think I said the same thing, and I was older than you then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you said the same thing at the beginning of this episode. Today. I did. It's a stupid Ezra episode. <laughs> so, j just to touch on the final scene here, guys, where uh, I guess this is sometime later, where it's on D Space Nine. O'Brien catches uh, Ezra at Quarks, and they sit down and they talk. Um, and she says that, yeah, well, my brother got 30 years in jail. And his response, I think, was kind of like something here where he says, you know, I wish you could say I was sorry, but considering what he did, he got off easy. He got off easy. That's because it's funny, funny coming from someone in the Federation. Garrick yeah. tried a genocide. He got like six yeah. months. three months. Slap on the six wrist. Months? Six yeah. months in yeah. one of Odo's six cells. Um, yeah, like, well, O'Brien did kill a holo like a fake guy in his prison simulation, right? Yes. You know, uh, after yeah. 20 years. And ago. when he gets back to Deep Space Nine, he's good. Cisco's going to make him kill uh, Bashir as punishment. <laughs> he's, he's, al he's already back, and we have no idea what happened with that. Yeah, like I, I could have used the scene where where O'Brien Cisco chews him out or whatever. Um, I, I would have just preferred if O'Brien was just walking funny, like. Yeah, like he just got his ass handed to him. He's got a freaking boot in his ass. Or, or, or he just has like a bruise on his cheek, and, and she's like, "What happened?" And he's like, "I don't want to talk about it." Well, or, or he just comes out of Cisco's office and goes, "Well, that was unpleasant." What I think or, that, what... or I'd rather be in prison. <laughs> or he's been grounded from the hall suite, so he can't go and fight the Alamo. Yeah, he anymore. can't fight the Alamo anymore. <laughs> I've been then, grounded. <laughs> and then Bashir walks yeah. up to him and is like, We can't go. And it's like after a couple months, he's like, Do you remember the Alamo? Oh, see, it now just, there you go. It just <laughs> no, it Neil just, should be it, a writer. Sure. It just cuts to Bashir standing outside of the hollow suite with like a teddy bear, and he's like He's all sad. No, what's his teddy bear's name? Mig Miglamo or something? something um, yeah. Kuka <laughs> or, or, yeah, like O'Brien's standing in front of like the Hall of Sweet doors as they open, and there's the Alamo, but he's not allowed to go in. But like, end up, we see him like Wharf go in or something like that. That would be Kukalaga. 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 She took him and she never brought him back. But okay, but like he got off light is is, is like thirty years in jail is a life sentence. Well, it, well, I mean, not in this day and age. I mean, it depends what country yes. you're in. You know, in like, Canada, they live longer now. In Canada, twenty five years is a life sentence. Yeah, but in right. in, in the twenty third century or whatever we're in now, you know, in this what's, episode, what's the they live longer. What's the rotation of the um of the sun on a, on that planet? 
don't know. Oh, that's a good point. I'm not sure. But uh, I what don't, they anyway. should do is just, you know, sentence him to like have to hang out with the fucking prophets. That'd be <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah, go live on Bajor. The, yeah, go live on Bajor for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that the would suck. Well, the other thing, the other thing I don't think O'Brien really gives us is he, he never acknowledges that his, that this woman was exploiting his family, like extorting them for money. Yeah. Like, uh, and he do- he doesn't seem to have anything to say about that, you know. Yeah. Like, this, um, I, also, also the guys that the guy that he Bixby's Bixby or whatever wasn't Bilby. he also Bilby? He was in the syndicate, wasn't he? Wasn't he a bad guy? Yes. And he was, yeah. 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 Like, I don't understand. Like, this is like O'Brien's like a bit of a hypocrite, really. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he watched Bilby murder somebody. Yeah. You know, yeah. like so, but Bilby didn't get off light or what? I don't know what, like, what he thought. Like, O'Brien's there's only morality. two things O'Brien likes: prison and mashed potatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, what if I was Ezri? I I don't know. My relationship with O'Brien uh, wouldn't be the best. You know, like no. After this, I would, after yeah, this, yeah. yeah. But O'Brien made a promise, and that's what he was more uh, focused on than anything else. His promise was stupid. Where's Keiko to yell at him in this episode, too? You know, like, uh, but it was more. The guy has suffered enough. Keiko's on Bajor with her plants and Sabar. Go back to Bajor and Sabar. See if I care. Do I still have that on hotkey? I think you should. It's seven more months. (laughs) It should never leave the hotkeys. That's on there somewhere. Harder it is. Give me warp in the factor of five, six, seven, eight. Right, hockey. You gotta do it harder. <laughs> Go back to Bajor and your plants and Sabar. Oh, that's a good point. See if I care. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, there you go. He's cat. That's true. <laughs> Kinko has yeah, that's right. He is the cat. Why did the cat go to the to um, the wife? <laughs> was Was that the whole plan? The plan, the plan was like I had I this, get cat. this cat. Kago was like, "Get rid of the cat," and I was gonna give it to Bilby's wife, and then she yeah. died. Yeah. No, and she was murdered. She was murdered. <laughs> By Ezri's brother. What a coincidence! Anyway, um, just... I, I, I just had a feeling. I just have a feeling. Just a feeling. <laughs> of, yeah, I would say your feelings are spot on, even though you're not a detective yeah. to the point of um, uh, of Cisco. He's not a detective. Anyway, uh, guys, let's uh, let's talk with fun facts. Unless anybody's go- get ready to go, um, Worf do does not, not appear. Worf I does do. not appear in this episode. No, War- Worf's basically is taking season, season seven <laughs> off. <laughs> I like that sad fact. Well, remember when uh, um, um, Sulu was gone for filming the Green Berets, but he was gone for like a year. Yeah. It was all season two, more or less. Sulu does not. That, that was in our fun facts every week, where it was like Sulu does not appear in this episode because he was on the. That's right. He's on the. Yeah. I'm like, okay. He was on um, a better production. Yeah. I didn't miss him necessarily. Uh, Sad the, facts. The Tegan's fan living room was a redress of the Vic Fontaine Lounge. Ooh. Uh, it's a good redress. Um, what else, guys? Uh, the Tegan family house on Sapora six or seven, uh, was based on the work of legendary architect Frank Lloyd Wright, particularly yeah. the falling water in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah, the episode was nominated for an Emmy Award for outstanding art direction. Probably okay, because of like the art, like that. Well, was... they ain't winning no fucking awards for acting. I can tell you that. Uh, 
uh, as in the case with many films, television episodes, and literature, this title of this episode misuses the uh, word prodigal. The Christian parable of the prodigal son uses the term not because the son left and returned home, but because he was wasteful. The term prodigal refers to one who wastes money or resources freely and recklessly. Dave, Sam wants to know if that's a new comforter. Uh, it's we call it a puff. A puff. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, right. it's is a, it a new comforter. Comforter. It's a, well, it's not brand new. It's a Daryl gave it to me in, in June. It's the View Askew a Street Hockey. Oh, game. that's the one with the team yeah. logos on it. One of the team logos on it. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so Daryl, somewhere he, he's like, Dave's on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. I gave him that blanket. Um. Every time Kevin, Dave gets drunk and passes out in the podcast room, he'll be on it. As mentioned, Kevin Rom guest stars here as Ezri Dax's brother, Norvo Tegan. He would later go on to have a recurring role in the TV series Lethal Weapon as Captain um, Police Captain Brooks Avery, whose name, interestingly enough, was based off the name of Avery Brooks, <laughs> who plays Captain Cisco. How many times did he ask for uh, their badges? I want your badge and your gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brooks Avery. That's fine. Uh, Odo tells Dr. Bashir to give my regards to Santa Anna. Santa Anna was the role Odo himself was expected to play when O'Brien and Bashir first discussed the Alamo Hollowsweet program in After Image. Um, the episode introduces Ezri's two brothers and her mother in the home where she grew up off the planet Trill on a moon in the Andorian system. The family is well off and owns a run a large para. Guillaume mine, Perry, the young brother mentions that he uh, applied for a mission at the University of Andoria. So this is the Andoria system? I didn't realize that. Cisco um, says it. That's in the Andoria system, isn't it? He says that in the system. I thought he said the Sephora system. Oh, no, he did. Yeah, no, he, he did. He said Andorian. Oh, did he say Andorian? Andorian? Okay. So, okay. That's interesting. Uh, I'm with you, Dave. I thought he said that too. Okay. Uh, I thought it was the Andorian art school was the one he wanted to go to. Uh, the episode reveals that Ezri's family name uh, before joining the Dex was Tegan. The change of the name annoys Ezri's mother, even though this would be no different than a woman's change of family name after getting married. In this case, in a manner of speaking, the Trill joining is a marriage of a host and a symbiote. So Ezri's mother shouldn't be annoyed. I think that that's the whole point. Is her mom um, sucks. And uh, the mother has a younger sister, Day Young, uh, who has appeared in the Masterpiece Society. I've that doesn't matter. That's not a fun fact at all. That's a sad fact. And um, uh, one last fact, guys. Let's come up with something here. Is there uh, um, is there a number reference that uh, we need to be aware of, Jeff? I don't think that was there a forty-seven reference in this. I don't know. I hope so. I don't think there was. Uh, uh, Jake Cisco does not appear in this episode. That's my final sad fact. <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, right. they could have won the art direction if he had one of his sweaters. But. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, let's get into our ratings here uh, and figure out how much do we really like this episode or not. Oh, uh, All right. Prodigal Daughter, guys. Jeff, you want to start us off? Oh, I get to go first. Um, you do. I'm like, I'm like a 5.9. 5.9. Okay. I feel like that's nice, too. It's very kind of you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give this episode. I think this episode is better than not. I give it a six and a half. It's pretty good. Ooh, that's high. Uh, but I'll give it a 6.1. Jody. I'm going to give this a five and a half. Five and a half from Jody. Adam. Five. Five from Adam. Kevin. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I'm the high score here. I'm gonna go seven. It is exactly the same as Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and uh Devin gives it a ten. That just gives it a ten. Devin, uh, or a four, maybe he's or a four. It could be no. a four. He he didn't seem like he was giving it a rousing endorsement in the chat. No, he didn't. No, I don't think he likes this episode that much. <laughs> um, so we'll 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 input him later. But the we're averaging at a six tonight, guys. Um, across the board, this episode has a six point three on IMDb, uh, much lower than last week's episode. It's only a paper moon. Um, uh, yeah, and well, so, that's because that was a good episode. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, averaging a six. Um, so, a lot of ups and downs here in this season so far. Yeah. Uh, every episode, it's a down. <laughs> yeah. I think this was maybe the best we were to get. So, uh, of those. They want to fill mine in for last week, Dave. I would give it a nine. Oh, sure. You would give it a nine to it's only a paper moon. Okay. Uh, I would boost mine up to an 8.3. Okay. It's, but it still gets marks docked because of its blatant use of ai uh well i have the sheet up if anyone else feels like filling in a score uh feel free i eat jamil who has like a huge gap and jeff but i think jeff says a little bit more oh i don't remember all these episodes (laughs) (laughs) i think you want to give covenant a 10 uh you want to give covenant a 10 jeff the one with uh uh, kira and ducat on the station in um, in Oh, that one's like, yeah, that's like, that's like a six. It's like a six, he says. Okay. How about uh, the Siege of AR-558? I, I don't remember that episode, but I did see like the flashback with Nog getting hurt. That's a good one. So for that one, I give it like a seven. Okay. All right. What's one score? What's what's the next one? Uh, one more that that's the one with a core where they go off to um, with with core, you know Martok and core, um, and Martok oh. hates core. Yes, right. Yeah, it's the, like eight. Treachery, faith in the great river is the one where uh, that that other Wayun, the one who, who wants to defect. That one I really like. That one I would give a nine. Yeah, we we all seem to like that episode. Uh, uh, take me out to the hollow suite. I'd give that one like a nine and a half. That one's a good episode. Uh, I really like the first episode of season seven. I, I Image in the that, sand. Yeah, I'd give that like a nine too. I know that's not everybody's favorite, but Shadows and Symbols is kind of the part two of that. So, yeah, I'd give it a nine too. Like, I like the that story. The other two episodes, three episodes, I don't know. What they all so, are, but... see, see, Jody, now I'm slacking behind. Yeah, just like that, Jeff's ahead of of Jamil. So, uh, yeah, Jeff, you're averaging right now an eight point one for season seven, but you haven't filled in everything. Uh, you know, so. Uh, in general, this season is tracking kind of on this on par with season six. Uh, but it seems like you know if you look at season four and five, wow, that was we we really went high then. So anyway, guys, let's look at, ahead to the next episode. Is it a good one? It's called the Emperor's New Cloak. Um, it's the hundred and sixty second episode of this show. Um, it's the one where uh, it's the it's the final Mirror Universe episode, guys. If you recall, oh goody. This is where. Um, oh, this is the not good mirror episode, right? Well, well there's yeah. more than one. Well, Devin, there is more than one, but this is definitely up there with one of the worst ones. Devin would say all of them are not. Devin would say Devin's but, clearly wrong. But I, 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 as a guy who likes the mirror universe and everything, I else, love the mirror universe. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, Adam. I, I don't like to give you a preconceived notion here, but I don't like this episode. 
Oh my goodness. I don't like this episode. Uh, that we're about to watch. The Emperor's New Cloak. It is my least favorite Mirror Universe episode in any show. No, I'm gonna um, watch yeah. it now. Yeah. It's basically it's core. It's what happens if you Quark want to be Rom depressed the rest of the night. You go ahead. Quark and, and Rom have to go to the Mirror Universe to save Zach. <laughs> it's kind of what happens. Yeah. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you have no it's, idea. It it's bad, but it's better than Mirror Burial. Well, nothing's mm, true. Actually, yeah. Mirror Burial was better than regular Burial. <laughs> <laughs> different levels, different levels. But both extremely bad. Yes, yes. Actually, I, I think Norman here in the chat probably says it best. A Mirror, Frankie, and Esri episode all at once. Well, yeah, Mirror Esri shows up and it's all that. <laughs> yeah. so, um, Which, that's a very good description. Would to me never make sense. Yeah. Um, and Dick Von, oh, I'm not even gonna get there. Okay, guys, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about. We already talked talk about, about next it? week. We're gonna get out of here. Um, okay. Make sure to check in all our podcasts here on Live Long and Podcast. We have many divisions, including the Science Division, who does like all kinds of fun things, uh, like trivia and um, uh, debates and uh, and class L probes and different things like that. Uh, we got the Locutors of Trek, who just put out a new audio episode last night. Uh, they were uh, talking about leadership in Star Trek uh, with Jeff Aitken from the Star yeah, Trek very Leadership. Actually. Yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, us here on the command division, we talk about episodes. We got um, Star Trek Discovery coming back uh, yeah. in a couple months. Uh, I'll be talking about that with Adam Woodward uh, when that show comes back. And then, then we got what, like Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks later this year, and who knows what. And then else. next year it's Section Thirty One, and that Section Thirty One movie. Yeah, they start production and, on that. And the Academy. The Starfleet Academy show, yeah, that, that's apparently still in development. Uh, they, they, I've heard nothing new about that recently. I have that's a funny feeling idea. that one ain't coming out. Yeah. Although they cast that one, no, they didn't cast it. Like, I think they're making a pilot, and we'll see where it goes. But um, yeah, I have a funny feeling that one ain't going to work. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, check out the United Federation of Podcasts, our network of uh, podcasts with um, a lot of the podcasters you see here and some you, you don't see here. Uh, like my son, Eamon Mater. He's got his show, Eamon on Track. I think Jody's going on Wednesday to talk about. Uh, it's tomorrow, I think. It's tomorrow. So you're talking. Yeah, about we've had to postpone it a bunch of times already. <laughs> yes. Both so. him and I have had conflicts. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, hopefully tomorrow we're going to be talking about Insomniac by Green Day. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, so look out for that on Aim and On Track. Of course, the Super Mater Brothers podcast coming back in the near future. We are brothers! It's way uh, better when Jeff does the hand thing and he, and he melds it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Survivor. A new season of Survivor is coming, guys. Are you excited? In March. Is it no, like no, February season 800 or... <laughs> which is now. it's March. which is basically March. We're like Jesus Christ, but not. But it's not. <laughs> it's February. I'm oh, sorry. Stick to the format, everyone. Stick to the March, format. March. That's I don't make I don't make calendars. <laughs> I don't decide when it's February, when it's March. It's, it's... <laughs> make up the months all willy nilly. <laughs> yeah, we have a leap year to follow. We're Actually, imagine if Dave got them. to name the months. That would be amazing. I would love <sighs> that. Would you just do? Would you do the thirteen months and every? Dave Tober. Uh, Dave Tober, yeah. <laughs> anyway, with all that in mind, we're gonna get out of here, guys. Uh, Thanks for being hold up this week. Hold ups this week. What they what they, what they got going on? Hold up. Oh, with music starring me. Um, music, oh, music movies. Music, oh, okay. Yeah. So Which we movies, have. You know? uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm on the episode. Um, so it's um, the sound of metal. Uh, they're the okay. harder the harder they come and Sing oh. Street. 
Oh, okay. Yes. I know one of the three of those. The harder they come? Yeah. That's the Davin choice. So you know what's coming from that. A lot of yeah. um I know broken, what's coming. Bro- broken slang from Davin. It's gonna be uh you have to watch this uh seven times to really get it. <laughs> it's a ten, just... guys. It's a ten. It's a ten. You just don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> it's a ten. I, I know he's gonna like mine. He's gonna like Sing Street. Sing Street is my choice. Yeah, I know the name, but I don't know anything about it. I it's actually remember. pretty good, uh, folks. Yeah. Should check it out, and you'll see why come Wednesday. Jamil, if you're on it, I'll watch it. Is the cast oh. already out for Survivor? I guess really. Not. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that. Um and uh, yeah, Big Brother Canada twelve is coming. I will not. They didn't. They, I got no calls, Sam. I don't know about you, but I didn't get one. <laughs> I just got hit with one whammy. You just leave me be for a little while longer. I know. Jeez. Well, we're not going to do every ep- every episode of Big Brother or anyway. So with that in note in mind, guys, we're signing off for tonight. Check us out next week when we're going to talk about Emperor's New Cloak. I think we're going to love it. I think we're going to give it all tens. All right. And on that note, only if Davin's um, here, we're going to see you uh, next time. Nice to have a full house here, guys. Uh, Kevin, Jody, Jeff, Adam, and Jamil. We'll see you next time. Here's this. May I ask what you're going to do? No, you may not. And I want that report on my desk within the hour. See you next time, guys. Let's get out of here.